Hey guys, welcome back. Hey, so welcome back to this week's series, the witchcraft series, what it means and how to break it, how to break those spells, how to break those um, that the witchcraft that whoever is putting on you or whatever happened in the past right and so what I want to tell you guys is number one <laughs> witchcraft is not on just your baby when someone does witchcraft on you they're doing it on you and the baby it's not just your child and there's a village in in Africa filled with orphan children because someone did witchcraft on the child to get to the mom okay so here's the thing that's not what's going to heal the witchcraft because I, I want to let you know that the witchcraft is on YouTube okay and the reason why I feel like I have to bust this lie is because I've had witchcraft done on me and my daughter and what I've learned from those instances is this in the natural in this physical body you have the responsibility to care for your children you have the responsibility to take care of them to protect them to feed them to clothe them to send them to school so what's happening when you do those things you have the responsibility to protect them in the natural okay or in the body you have a responsibility to their bodies to protect their little bodies and their little minds that says all of it do you know what the word energy is it means the strength of the mind and the body so for you to be protecting their energy is for you to be protecting their strength in their mind and in their body not just in their body because if you continue to feed them food and not feed them mental food you will end up raising a narcissist someone who doesn't care about anyone except themselves they only care about themselves and that's because that's what children only care about themselves they don't know to care about anyone else and no one that has never been taught to care for anyone else will ever have the ability to do that why because we have to we have to teach our children how to be God they don't know it that's a reincarnated God how do I know that because the Bible says that only 144,000 make it into heaven I believe that that's us reincarnated many many times here's another um, the Bible says that heaven and hell will pass away but his word will always remain the same and physics 
says that heaven and hell, the universe, and um, earth, that's what hell is, will continue to pull apart. And one day, it'll pull itself apart until there is no more uh, universe and earth. How do I know earth is hell? When God said that he casted the enemy to hell, there's another scripture that says that he casted the enemy to earth. So, here's what I want you to do. And the reason why I want you to do this is because I lived so many years in battle, in complete warfare with witchcraft, with my, um, you know, with my children and all of that. And this is what I want you to do. I want you to start protecting their mind. Okay? When you speak to someone, what you're doing is you're, you're putting a spell on them. That's why it's called spelling. It's an enchantment. It's an enchantment. Why do they call it an enchantment? Because it has so much control over the human spirit. Or it has, in the spirit is the mind. It has so much control over the human mind. So now, and this is, this is Bible. Ephesians 4.23 says that the spirit is the mind. Now, that midnight hour hour that you are sleeping that is the time that witches take their time to pray over you that's why the bible says that you need to get up in your watch hour and then the disciples kept going to sleep and then jesus was like aren't you going to stay up and watch why because this is the time that the most demonic activity happens. But this is also the time that the most um, good activity happens as well. If you want to change what's happening in your children, you have to get up in the middle of the night. Well, how am I going to be able to get up in the middle of the night? I'm always so sleepy. I work so much that I have to deal with their behavior. How am I going to do that? If you never take the time out, to start dealing with their behavior from their mind because their behavior starts in their mind that's why the bible says to protect the heart diligently because from it flow the issues of life what is the heart the heart is the imagination what where do we know the imagination to be that's the mind and that's genesis 8 21 and guess where god said that from from his own heart from his own imagination so for us if we're not taking care of our children in the spirit then it's going to come back to bite us if we're not protecting them in the spirit it's going to come back to bite us because they're babies they don't have a rhyme or reason they're just going to mirror everything that you're doing just from the mirror neuron effect now we covered two right so when you protect them in their mind 
not only do you need to make sure that you're a getting up in the middle of the night to pray for them and if you're not able to get up in the middle of the night to pray for them you need to start fasting there's a scripture in the bible that says that a widow was at the synagogue day and night and she basically lived a lifestyle of fasting why do you think that is because she did not have a helping hand she didn't have a helping hand and she needed help with she once she was a widow so she needed help with what the bills she needed help she needed help she and she knew that she had to have to be closer to God if she was going to survive this death and if you're a single mom then you are trying to survive a death of uh, the man that helped you create these children now if he is still alive and he's not helping that man is spiritually dead that's what the Bible talks about being spiritually dead that 90% of the brain that we're not using yeah he's spiritually dead and if you're spiritually dead you have to fast that's it you have to fast because heaven and hell is now heaven and hell is not when we die heaven and hell is when we come alive to that 90% of our brains that we're not using. Because if the spirit is the mind, then that's the 90% that we're not using. And the only way you're going to be able to discern good from evil is through fasting. I started hearing sounds in the middle of the night when my son would get up at two in the morning to feed i started hearing this screeching sound every morning at two o'clock in the morning without fail and it was a witch praying for me so when i mean she was praying for me i mean that she was um casting a spell What do you think prayer is? Is you sending a thought signal to someone else, whether it be through good or through bad. Use it for good, don't use it for bad. Because there's only one sure thing that you'll have in that hell, and you'll never be able to make it to the riches. Because hell is not riches. You'll have it, but you'll never have it in your mind. You may think you have it, but you'll never have it in your mind. So here's the thing. Here's the thing about the fasting. The thing about fasting is... You don't have the opportunity to not do this for your child if there's been witchcraft done in your family and here's here's what 
a lot of people fail to realize that witchcraft doesn't start just in in from what you're doing there's we're now there are so many people living today that are dealing from um with curses placed on their family by their own ancestors hundreds of years ago placed on the bloodline and through one sacrifice on one person's blood it passed it down the bloodline and now here you are dealing with it but it looks like it's your children but no someone sacrificed y'all a long time ago and put y'all into complete torment for me I was in worship one day and I saw a Taino Indian woman and she was committing adultery with a man. And that's when it entered into the family. Could it have been that she did witchcraft on the husband to take him away from the wife? Who knows? Who knows? Because it's very easy to do it. It's very easy to do it. But there's a sacrifice, and that sacrifice has to be done with blood. And that's a an ancestor through DNA. So what do you have to do? You have to break it through your blood, and you have to sacrifice only the opposite of the sacrifice that she did. The opposite of the sacrifice that whoever did the the witchcraft, whether it be your um, ancestor or some random lady that wants to curse you because you um, you hurt her dog, who knows, right? Then you still need to follow the same concepts. You have to fast. You have to wake up in the middle of the night to pray for your baby because if they're praying for your baby in the middle of the night, then what do you need to be doing? Because they're controlling your baby's next day through their night. Because how you slept is how you're going to continue the rest of your day. And usually when I have a dream, I can't get it out of my head for the next, for the next day. Especially if it's a bad dream. Then your baby has to sit there and be, you know, in a rut. Then they have a bad day at school, then they have a bad day at daycare, and then you're wondering, why, oh, why me? I can't find a daycare that will take care of my child. I can't find a school that will support my child. Everyone is so angry with my child because they, quote, unquote, are not listening. Here's what is happening in your child's mind. It's not that they're not listening. Is that they don't have any peace. Why? Because something is on top of them and you need to get it off. So another thing that I've seen is one morning I felt really weird. And I said, hmm, I'm a little agitated. And then I heard, um, a thought come in, right? Because thoughts and imaginations or are images, right? And they are spirit. That's what spirits are. So what I heard was God tell me and thought that I needed to tell it to get off of me. 
You ever heard the saying, um, you've been on my mind? Or out of sight, out of mind? So if your baby is seeing images in their dreams, or if they're seeing images in their, um, because just because we cannot see doesn't mean that the images is not there. And it doesn't mean that our, our spirits are not registering what's happening in front of us. It's registering what's happening in front of us. And then the issues of life will flow from your imagination. So for me, when he said to me, get it off of you, I said, okay, get off of me. I do this thing where if I want to look into the spirit realm, okay, if I want to look into the world of thoughts and imaginations, images are, are um, imaginations are images. So if I ever want to do that, I just, I look inside of my mind. I close my, because your imagination is also your memory. So I look inside of my mind and I remember the place that I'm in. And when I remember the place that I'm in, then I'm able to see from inside of my mind. If I have to close my eyes to do that, I'll do it. And or I'll look away from it so I can remember I can see it by memory. Once I see once I look into my memory, what's happening in that place, I'm able to see whatever is there, whatever thought is there. That's how we're all interconnected. So. When I said, get off of me, I looked inside of my mind and I saw a serpent fall to the ground. Now. When I saw the serpent fall to the ground, I did a fast from the serpent spirit once. And at the end of the fast, God told me, tell it to dissipate. I didn't even know that word existed. And I never heard it a day in my life. And when he said, tell it to dissipate, I said, dissipate. And I saw the snake disappear. I saw another snake. And I saw in the series of the next five minutes at the end of this fast, I saw seven serpents appear. And I told all of them to dissipate and they all disappeared simultaneously, like as if they vapored. And when I looked up the word dissipate, it just means to for an energy to disintegrate. Isn't that so funny? Right. So when you are looking and what did I do? I that is also a spell. That is also a spell. Why? Because that's why it's called spelling. When you talk to someone, that's what you're doing. You're casting an enchantment on them. That's why the Bible says that out of uh, blessings and curses out of the same mouth should not be so. That's in the book of James. Now, for us to tell our children, tell, tell whatever's on our children to get off of them, that's important. So that's in the morning time. So at night, when you go to sleep, you make sure you worship. This is my daily routine. And why? Because routines are wealth. So this is my daily routine. 
I don't call them rituals. I call them routines because routines are what is going to make me successful and wealthy. So for me, and wealth starts in the mind. It does not start in the pocketbook first. So for me, I want to be able to, A, know what I need to do on a schedule so that I can be successful with the things that I need to do for my children. Because I know that if I don't get this thing off of us, we're not going to have a good life. And I'm, we're going to be going around in circles in the crazy house because that is what, if you dealt with a real, uh, a real class witch, this is, man, listen, for them to invade your personal space and the highest, um, the highest ranking witches, it, this is what they do. So if you want to be a high ranking witch, you need to be a high ranking um, sound Christian. What do I mean by that? You need to be able to see truth. And you will never be able to do that unless you exercise your senses. Those who by reason of use exercise their senses to discern good from evil. So this is what it means to be spiritually alive. This is what it means to be in heaven. This is what it means to have a mind like Christ. And if you don't have a mind like Christ right now, you're already dealing with witchcraft. Why? Because the Bible says that divination is the same as a lie. It says that in Jeremiah 14, 14. So if it says that divination is the same as a lie, then if you're not living in truth, then you're living under a spell. Under a spell of words. That's what a spell is. It's just words. That's to demystify things for you a little bit and for you not to be so scared of something that you have power over. So at night, what I do is I worship. I worship over my room because I'm getting ready to go to sleep in that room. And not only that, <clears throat> but also I worship, um, I worship in the morning. Now I do that for two reasons. I do that because I understand that my, my song is my sword. So the way that I fight in the spirit realm is through worship. What I'll do is I'll start worshiping and I don't sing from my head. You can't sing from your head. You can't sing from your, from your thoughts. You know why? Because if you're dealing with a spirit that shouldn't be on you and a spirit is a mind. So if you're dealing with uh, an unclean spirit, that'll be a, um, it'll be, those thoughts will be circling your mind and you have to sing from your heart. Your energy comes from your heart. Your strength comes from your heart. And so you need to be singing from your chest, not from your head. 
And so when I start to sing, and I'm not talking about technical singing and no, you have to use your diaphragm. That's not what I mean. It has nothing to do with your body. It has to do with your spirit, your spirit, your chest. You have to sing from this place, this core, okay? And when you sing from the core, this is what I do when I worship. I sing from the core. I sing from my innermost being. Where is your innermost being? Think about it. Your innermost room in your house would be a closet because closets are inside of a house and and they're inside of a room, right? So it's inside of the house of a room in the house. That's an innermost place, okay? So you have to do it from an innermost place. Think about it. Where prayer comes from, where worship comes from. It doesn't come from your your nails. It doesn't come from your fingertips. That's not the innermost place of your body. The innermost place of your body is the center core of your body. That is what Indians call as the seven chakras. They just don't realize that they're, they're studying God. God is the seven chakras. Now, for us, we have to make sure that we're worshiping from this place, from the light. Use your light to worship. When you use your light to worship, you'll shine a light into your room, into your house, and you'll start being able to see. If you're having issues seeing, it's because you're not worshiping and you're not fasting. So I close my eyes, I concentrate, and I only think of the worship. I only think of how much I love God. I think of how much I love him, how much he's come through for me, how many things he's brought me to, uh, through, and how I don't have to worry about a thing because he will supply all of my needs. Okay? But it also says that if you leave, if you abide in the shelter of the Almighty, then you will dwell in that shelter. And if you want to dwell, if you want to live in his protection, you have to abide. What is abide? Um, behave by the things that he's telling you to do. You have to adhere you have to submit to the things he's telling you to do. If you're ever having a hard time figuring out what God is telling you to do, just read the Bible. The Bible tells you everything you need to do. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of the Lord. So if you want to strengthen the discernment of um, sound and of hearing, you have to read your word. If you want to strengthen the discernment of your faith through your sight, right? Because the Bible says that to walk by faith, not by sight. What is it saying? It's talking about your natural sight. Because faith is the images, is, is your third eye, is your sight in your mind. Is you being able to see into the spirit realm. But it doesn't just stop at hearing and at seeing. The Bible says that you have to, those who by reason of use have exercised their senses to discern good from evil. What is spiritual exercise? Spiritual exercise is fasting. So, 
Why is that spiritual exercise? Because what it's doing, it's creating, when you fast, you're creating new neurons, you're creating new cells. And then those cells is what creates the light. And you need the neurons because you need the light to tell you what to do. That light will give you information and wisdom. That's why when Daniel fasted, the Bible says that he grew in all knowledge and wisdom. It's because his neurons were growing in his body. He was replenishing new neurons. He was rejuvenating his mind to be transformed, to be renewed in the spirit of the mind, Ephesians 4.23. So then he was renewing new synapse connections, new um, neuron connections. He was strengthening his neurons because what ends up happening when we're not following what God is telling us in the word, our neurons start to shrink until we don't have that neuron anymore. And then the spirit of darkness, the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of hell or what biology calls the kingdom of fungi will start to take over your brain and your body. And Hindus know that if you start losing light in the body, then your light becomes unbalanced. Because your light is supposed to stay on from your from your the crown of your head to the root of your pelvis bone. So at night what I do is I pray. I read the Bible over my daughter. I pray because I want her to make sure that in her night hour she's getting ready to, you know, think about the things that she just heard about. And then we pray. We don't just pray, you know, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We pray that, but we also pray in images. And I tell her all the problems that she had that day, I make her imagine a positive outcome of that problem. And that is how you are righteous with God. Why do you think Abraham, God, God counted Abraham as righteous? Why? Because Abraham believed God. The Bible says that Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous. Why? Because when you believe someone, you're in agreement with that person. Not only are you in agreement with that person, but you have married them in thought. That is what being married to a spirit is. That's what being married to God is, is having the same mind. That's what holy means, just one. In Hebrew, the word holy means one. And so for you to be married to that spirit, if you're not married to God, then you are married to the enemy. And that's that. So now you have to make sure that you, if you want to come out of this thing alive, you have to make sure that you are following your wealth routine in the spirit. What is it that you need to do? Okay. So then when she goes to sleep, I look in the spirit realm to see, remember the spirit realm is the mind, is the realm of thoughts and images. And a thought has an image. That is what you are. You are a thought. Your image was a wealth thought of God, a creative thought of God. That's why we're not all, um, we don't all have 
every bit of God in us. We all have bits of God in us because he made it to the point where we were going to need each other. So now I look in the spirit realm and I say, okay, is there anything around? And then I tell it to dissipate. I don't talk to images that don't look like a serpent. You know why? Because every single image that does not look like a serpent is the thought of the serpent, is the word of the serpent. Therefore, you need to cut the snake in the head so the snake can be dead. So what I do is I make sure that I may, I tell the serpent to dissipate. I'm not talking to... I sometimes see a Chucky doll, um, and that is the rebellion spirit. Sometimes I see this same doll dressed like a little girl. That is also the rebellion spirit. It is its image of rebellion. The spirit of Jezebel. The spirit of Jezebel is not a woman. The spirit of Jezebel is Satan himself. And when they're doing witchcraft on you, and your baby, what they're doing is they're casting hell on you. They're casting hell on you. And when I've seen these two spirits, what I've seen is Satan holding, but Satan in the form of Jezebel, which it looks like a skeleton with a bridal gown on. And when I've seen this, and in some cultures, you may see them in posters. You may see them like, um, you know, uh, uh, deities. Some people, you know, worship this image. So this is the witch, uh, the spell that they're putting on you. They're sp putting the spell of hell on you. How they word it, I have no idea. But this is what they're doing. They're casting this mental image from their mind on you and they're imagining you as the person uh, sorry as the spirit and this thing is like I said it looks like a bride and then but I know that this bride is a man and then it's holding a little Chucky doll's hand and that's the spirit of rebellion. That is the beast of hell. Now, those two are married. I once saw the spirit of Jezebel. is. It also looks like a cat. And the beast of hell is a dog. And that says it in the book of Revelation. That dogs don't make it into heaven. And it's this image. It's this image of um, rebellion. And those who wear the mark of the beast are the ones who rebel against the gospel. And so when um, I once saw it, I saw it twice one morning and God caused me to fall asleep so I could see what was happening. Every time that I get sleepy, I just tell myself, oh, that, that this is a good thing because I'm getting ready to see something. And so I saw Satan, the Jezebel, and I saw the rebellion spirit, the dog spirit, the beast of hell. And I saw them holding hands. But this time, I didn't see them in the form of animals. I saw them in the form of 
images of like human images. And they were holding hands. And I woke up. And when I woke up, I said, hmm, that's interesting. And I ended up falling asleep again, twice. And the thing is, is that I wasn't, it would, they were night visions, but I didn't fall asleep for a long time. It was like five minutes and I saw it right away. And then when I woke up, when I went back to sleep, then I saw an image of me holding my son's hand. And this is during the time that, you know, I'm going through the custody battle. Now, what was the spell? The spell was to divide the family. So when you wake up in the middle of the night, and you're having you're having premonitions that something's happening to your baby and you know any time that any thought tells you to leave your baby to um to you know that it's okay that your baby's better off over there um that you know your baby's evil that your baby's bad that your baby doesn't listen that your baby's horrible these are all thoughts of witchcraft and what does the Bible say in Jeremiah 14, 14, that witchcraft is the same as a lie. So anytime that you're under the influence of a lie or under the influence of the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of fungi, what you will in essence hear are things like your child is doing this to you. Your child, if they wouldn't have been doing this, then you wouldn't have this problem. Your babies are innocent. It doesn't matter what they're doing doesn't matter what they're doing okay so you need to buckle up and be the one to break it off of your family once and for all because the bible says that a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children therefore you need to get up you need to sacrifice you need to work hard to deny yourself to be able to cleanse your blood because if you aren't denying yourself you will never be able to cleanse your blood. Here's a thought. Just start abstaining from meat. Don't eat meat every day. Don't do it. Because you don't need to eat it every day. The Bible says do not be lovers of meat. Why? Because of the blood. The blood dirties your blood. So I want to leave you with this thought. What happens if you leave your baby? Then what? Do you think you're just going to have a good life? No. You're not. You're actually going to have a really horrible life. And you're going to attribute it to all everything else except the real reason. And that will be because you left your baby. You think that you're going to have wealth, not that you don't have this baby to worry about? No. Poverty is going to come in different ways. Why? Because that image of that thing that is constantly telling you to leave your baby and they're better off without you anyway, 
that spirit is still in your house. What is your house? Your mind. And the only way for you to free yourself from it is to start fasting. Start protecting your baby in the spirit realm or you won't be protected at all. And like the widow did, you need to run back to God and run back to the altar because there's only one place that can save and that's God. That's in repentance. That's in doing the right thing. Let me explain something to you very, I want to be very clear because I want you to have a good life. I want you to be prosperous. I want you to have money and I don't want you to struggle and I want you to be happy. So I want to be very clear about something. The Bible says do not fear anything except God because he's the only one that can throw your soul into hell. So, if God is telling you not to do a specific thing and you keep doing it, as much as it hurts a parent to have to discipline, I'm disciplining. And so is God. He's going to have to get you to change your mind. And he will throw your soul into hell until you repent and you say, I don't want to be that way anymore. I don't want to do that anymore. Please forgive me, Lord. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Just please forgive me and take me out of this hell. And poverty is just that. In connection to him being the one that will throw your soul into hell, there's a scripture in the Old Testament within the books of uh, Moses. So when Moses took the Israelites out of Egypt, when he, when God used him to free the people out of Egypt, and he started taking them in the desert away from slavery, they started worshiping other gods. Now, other gods can be many things. Other gods can be food. Other gods can be a boyfriend that you're not supposed to be with because he's married. Other gods, and hey, hello, I was talking to me. I was talking about me. That was me, married to a man that was divorced and I had no business being with him. But that's another topic for another reason. I don't have time to get into that. But for us, having other gods, what does that mean for us in our lifetime? Uh, another god would be your job because it's stable instead of doing what God put you on this earth to do. You are made in God's image. What does that mean? That he gave you a creative, you are one of God's creative thoughts. And what you were created to do, you need to create. And if you aren't living this, eating it, breathing it, sweating this, then you are not in right in righteousness with God. You are not in good relationship with God. Because you're supposed to be moving towards the thought, the image, the imagination, the movie that God created of your life is what you're supposed to be living out. Not a slave to not conforming to the world by being a slave to somebody's clock. 
Because freedom does not work and trade time for money. That's not freedom. That's slaveship. You can't even you can't even feed your kids or make sure all the bills are paid. You're having all these problems that are coming out of nowhere and you can't figure out how to even pay your bills with the extra mechanical problems that your cars are having or whatever issue, whatever emergency you have, you can't even afford to have an emergency. So is your job your God? So when God saw that they were worshiping other gods, Mm, that's so good. Look at what they were worshiping. A cow made out of gold. And they kept doing that. They kept worshiping other gods all throughout their time in the wilderness, in the desert. And this is what ended up happening. God got tired of it. And the Bible says that he released fiery serpents on the people to kill them. And then when the people repented... God told Moses to create a bronze serpent, to make a bronze serpent on his staff and put it in front of the people for whosoever looks at it will be saved. Why? Because this bronze serpent is a direct image of what is on the tree of life. The tree of life, all of the tree of life's branches, what is a staff? A staff is a branch that's been cleaned off. I once had a vision of the tree of life with all of the serp with all of the branches of the tree of life had bronze serpents wrapped around them. Why? It's because this image saves the people. It clean it's an image. Images are so very important. They're so very important. Because it does something to our neurons that completely makes them fall in line or completely fall out of line another thing is too and i'm going to say this and i'm going to close but one last thing is if you have a cat or a dog in your home you are setting yourself up for failure because this the image of a dog is the image of rebellion is the thought of rebellion why do you think Things have gotten much more and more worse as the time progresses. In the past 50 years, they've gotten worse. Why? Because they've domesticated cats and dogs to the point where they started coming out with shows like Felix the Cat in the 50s or the 60s, where they came out with Scooby-Doo. They came out, you remember that, that one show in the 90s, Cat Dog, Cat and Dog? That is what the spirit of rebellion is. They're married. Once I saw it on a ledge. And I saw a cat, the image of a cat, and I saw the image of a dog. The image of the cat um, disappeared, and then a dog flashed and appeared. And that is what the spirit of Jezebel is. You have a very important role in your family. And if you have been able to hear this for something that I've gone through my whole life, that I've had to cleanse myself from so that you can hear this message, it's time for you to be free. 
And if you follow the instructions that I'm giving you, that's sound doctrine, that's biblical, and that can be found in the Bible because, listen, I'm a strong component, I'm a strong believer of you not taking a preacher or a prophet's word for it. It could be a false prophet. You never know. But if you could find it in the Bible, it's sound doctrine. Well, guys, that's all the time I have for today. Over and out.